What up, what up, what up, San Antonio, El Paso, Abilene, Lovick, people up in the Mile High City in Denver, Colorado, people up in Tyler, people in the Shaw City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region, and my people down Laredo. You are tuned in here to the Thursday edition of the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark with us producing and spinning the one and twos. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a Dose, and we are broadcasting here from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios. 877-37-GRIND is your number to participate. You know the rules. If you know what you want to talk about, it's always open phone lines. Feel free to give us a call. The only thing we ask you to do is a call during the breaks um, and be patient during the long segments and breaks, and we'll get to the phone calls accordingly. Also, keep in mind, if you need to reach out to me via Twitter or follow me, you can do that at SportsGrind. And also... Also, if you want to stream the show live and leave comments, um, I'll read those on air in real time. If not, I'll respond to them later. You can go to the business Facebook page of Sports Grind Entertainment, or you can go to my personal page and you can leave those comments. And like I said, I'll read them on air and respond to them, or I'll respond to them later. And also, if you ever uh, uh, miss any of the shows live, okay, or you're in a market that doesn't carry us terrestrial-wise, or you're traveling, or you're having technical difficulties listening to us through your other means or apps, always keep in mind you go to sportsgrindonline.com. All right. And you just click the play button, listen live and we'll be there. Or you can download the podcast through the same website as well. Sportsgrindonline.com. 877-37-GRIND. What's up, Mr. Clark? You ready? Yes, sir. Ready rock and roll. All right. So let's get into it uh, as we inch closer to the weekend, closer to these divisional round games. Uh, we've got a lot of things going on. Uh, here in regards to the football world that we'll start. We've got some, again, coaching uh, search news. Uh, we've got, um, you know, some uh, comments here and there, you know, in regards to some participants in the divisional round. Uh, we've heard from George Kittle as they get ready to take on this young, youthful Green Bay Packers team. And Green Bay is uh, has the opportunity to uh, to make some history, uh, well, not to make history, but they're on the path to do something that uh, I don't think has been done uh, before. But um, anyway, so we've got that. Also, we've got, uh, again, the Broncos are being a finalist for the Hard Knocks. Um, I'll give my thoughts on that when we get to that. Um, also, college basketball uh, we had a loss yesterday, last night, I should say, for Texas. They lost to Central Florida 77-71. to The talk about that game is kind of what took place in the walkthrough uh, line in regards to the Texas head coach, um, Rodney Terry. Um, I will talk about that and give my thoughts. I've had this topic in this not exactly what happened, but around this whole gesture situation about the University of Texas before. But uh, Rodney, head coach of the basketball team, men's basketball team, has brought it back to the light. Um, also, uh, I didn't have it on the document. I had it yesterday, uh, so I'll just throw it out there because I didn't get a chance to get to it. In regards to college football, um, the Colorado Buffaloes um, with Coach Prime and his sons. Uh, according to some reports, I guess uh, Deshura Sanders and his other son, I think this happened over, I think it was sometime last week or early this week. Well, um, they got elected to be in a European fashion show. 
uh, Deshure Sanders. Uh, Louis Vuitton. Louis Vuitton. Let's get the name right. Louis Vuitton. And um, they went ahead and participated in that. And at the same time, there was an off-season team meeting being going on um, in regards to Coach Prime and the staff talking to the um, team that's going to be representing them in the 2024 season. And he was laying out the rules and it was just laying about how the meetings, you no know, one can be late, you know, this and that and that and that. At the same time, um, why his sons were over at a Louis Vuitton fashion show. Um, look, it's it's a different time and it's a different generation and it's a different uh, world we live in when it comes to these young athletes, not just even professional athletes, but um, collegiate athletes in regards to social media and their brand and trying to diversify themselves. Now, Coach Prime let the team know it was an excused absence. Um, you know, uh, also... You know, they let it be known to sure said, hey, you know, uh, we want to be known for more than outside just the football. You know, we, we've got a broader scope, just paraphrasing a little bit. Um, but I will tell I will say these are the things that you have to proceed with caution with the program and Coach Prime, uh, because it, it's a tough situation because for one, who their dad is and really that. You know, how he conducted himself in the professional athlete world um, and how he kind of was trendsetting and breaking barriers down because he was that good. But I, I think even with his son and you understand growing up in that and seeing that, knowing who your dad is, doesn't mean that you don't see things or don't act a certain way. That's kind of the norm. What we've seen of late with the younger generation. Um, and what I mean by that is. You know, their dad, it was one of those things that he was so accomplished and so good at what he did at the college level. And then when he got in the pros between professional baseball and professional football, that these other opportunities came to him. But he was he was accomplishing things as he was going and winning as he was going. And not just with Deshure Sanders, but with the youth and this younger generation, as they look up to some of these guys, such as guys that is Coach Prime's age and stuff, I have a feeling and I have a, in my opinion, it's a tendency for them to look at the flash and look at what they did and how they carried themselves, whether it was the chains, the talking trash, the endorsements, the own shoe. But it's kind of forgotten on how their path was to even get to that. And it kind of reminds me of the same thing in regards to like Floyd Mayweather, you know, um, some even his boxers under him. I mean, I know Tank puts in the work, um, you know, but Floyd's had a few boxers that, you know, they talk like they want to talk like him and they want to act like him. But they're not getting up. They don't see the getting up at two or three o'clock in the morning, just going to run 10 miles just because like I'm up and I just got to do something. Um, and that's the thin line. And, and when you're dealing with 18 and 19 year olds, and this is part of the whole discussion with the NIL and how it's structured and there's not structure involved in it. This is how you can sit there and really run a thin line about your program and not causing, you know, dissent and jealousy from others. And that's just something that Coach Prime's going to he's had to deal with it since day one. He got there and he's going to continue to have to deal with it um, with his 
two sons being high profile as they are and the opportunities that they reached out to them. So I've been meaning to get to that story for the last couple of days. So to throw that out there. Um, also, again, the NBA continues to roll on. Uh, the uh, Spurs were in action last night. They le- they fell to Boston. Uh, Boston remains not too many people make it a big deal about it, but they remain undefeated at home. I think they were proved to 21 and 0 at home with that win. They haven't lost all year at home. And the Spurs go down and they lose to them yesterday, 117 to 98. Um, the uh, came across my radar pops comments after the game. I want to get into that after we get started a little bit in football um, because I think that's part of the problem. Uh, it's it's part of the situation that they find themselves in, and in a way, I looked at it as being kind of contradictory. And the own saying what he was saying in the post game, and really contradictory uh, to what was really the message prior to pre-flop, prior to the opener in October. So I want to circle back to that. Uh, we've got another game. Golden State has had their second game uh, suspended. Uh, this one is tomorrow. They were supposed to be taking on. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks uh, in Dallas. That game has been suspended now, as we know. You know, one of their assistant coaches passed away, had a heart attack at the team dinner. Friday, I think it was the uh, Monday night. Um, no, excuse me, Tuesday night, because um, they were getting ready to play uh, Utah yesterday. So they've suspended another game uh, tomorrow with Dallas. That's going to be postponed, and they'll have to reschedule that. Um, also, last night, I and another one, uh, that I hadn't really got a chance to. I've got to address the Chicago Bulls fans who really embarrassed themselves over this past weekend uh, in regards to their antics. I've been trying to that that's been been parlayed for two days. I keep running out of time on that, but I definitely want to give my thoughts to that. Uh, but we will start in the National Football League, uh, where the Dallas Cowboys yesterday evening. Adam tweets out that the Dallas Cowboys have decided to retain Mike McCarthy as their head coach. Uh, No changes are going to be expected at the head coach position. Um, Look, it's it's not really that surprising me. I mean, if you go look at, you go listen to the podcast on Monday and Tuesday, um, I think even Jonas was giving me lines in regards to the favorable next head coaches, and he asked me they didn't even have McCarthy on there, and he asked me what the odds would what what I would put on there, and I tell you plus one twenty, which would have been the lowest plus. Still give you some value because of the anticipation of firing Mike McCarthy, but um, this this is bad in my opinion, and I think I share it with uh, quite others. And what I mean by bad, it's it's it, the timing of this is very bad, and I think the timing of this solidifies. Um, the people who in that box, you know, talk about the Cowboys and Jerry and nothing's going to happen until he doesn't have the team, until he's dead, you know, things like that. Um, first of all, let me just preface this by saying that, you know, I know I've made it known about my uh, feelings about the Dallas Cowboys uh, since day one. I've been in this business for pretty much 20 years. Uh, but I've always managed to keep it professional in regards to I don't let my personal feelings toward the organization that I gathered before I even got in this business uh, really cloud my takes or do anything. Now, if they're down, it's like, they're you know, hey, you know, yeah, I take enjoyment, maybe not as much as Stephen A. Smith, but I take an enjoyment of, you know, Cowboys downfall. I've been like that since I was in grade school, even little. 
But with that said, I have to admit that I really do deeply feel sorry for the diehard, diehard Cowboy fans. And the reason why I say that is because I can't, if even at my highest level of rooting interest in a team, um, even with Denver, the Broncos, um, and I've told everybody since I've kind of been in this business, like I don't, you know, things that go on with the Broncos don't really affect me to a certain extent like they used to. Um, yeah, of course, they still, it bothers me because I've got, that's my team I grew up rooting for. Uh, but I've always, even with Denver, for the most part, despite what everybody thinks, give you a professional angle what I really feel. But I, I, but I feel for the fans that are real fans, that are not media, not have, you know, just because, you know, you're a Tony Romo fan and that's why you like Dallas or you're a Dak fan. I'm talking about the diehard Dallas Cowboy fans. And the reason why I say that is I can't imagine what it feels like. Um Rooting for a team that is so obvious what needs to be done and what could be done, but it is reluctant to get done or change because of the guy who owns the team. And that fan base, the diehard fan base, and really the ones that are from Texas and Dallas, and I know Dallas fans are all over the place in the country. There's transplants that lived in Texas that moved. I get it. But the core of the fan base, that has to be, I will take missing the playoffs for 10 to 12 years in a row, 13 years in a row, to know that at least I have a ownership that is basically going to sit there and explore all options to be successful and try to win the ultimate prize, which is a Super Bowl. In regards to the latter, to where you're dealing with an organization and an owner and a culture that can't be changed, that is refusing to be changed because of the man who has the right to do this, by the way, so I'm not taking that away from him, but at the end of the day, there's no fixing it because it's not it can't be fixed. And the reason why this is horrible timing and it proves everything. And this is the reason why I had major pushback last week when Jonas brought up Bill Belichick, because it's not changing at the end of the guys like Bill Harbaugh. Bill Cower, Saban, those guys are not touching Dallas with a 10 foot pole because of what comes with that and what you have to concede to to coach there. Um, because the only reason why I entertained it again over the weekend, because it kind of got buzzed. And I was like, well, Jonas was ahead of the situation, but I don't know why every nobody is. If you don't, you've got to pay attention to the past. You've got to acknowledge the past. And the past gave us no indication that Jerry Jones was going to entertain any of those guys. And what makes it so bad and what it does confirm to all those people, because it's just not me, for all those people that really say that, you know what, nothing's going to change. And is he really serious? Is he willing to do whatever? When you have these, this does not come around that often. The type of candidates, the candidates that are out there, the type of coaches that are out there to be interviewed and hired. This does not come around in the National Football League at all, let alone often. And the one year where the stars aligned, where there was disappointment and there was letdown, and it is McCarthy have already completed three years there, it, there's no other offseason that will prove that theory more 120% fact. 
because it is hard to sit there and tell your fan base that we want to win another Super Bowl and we're serious about winning. When there's other teams that don't even have the level of expectations or maybe the history of the Dallas Cowboys that are constantly making changes or constantly trying to do something if something's not right. And the fan base is part of the problem because the fan base, even locally in the Metroplex area, in the Dallas area, they continue to spend their money. They continue to buy the tickets. They continue to get the merchandise. So nothing really basically puts, and this ain't a new take. It's the same take that's been going on for a decade at minimum. Nothing motivates Jerry. Nothing pushes Jerry into the corner that he has to do something. That And what he has to do is just lay back just a little bit, not 100%, even if he laid back 50, 70% and get the right people in the house that doesn't have the last name of himself and get the culture change and go in a different direction that's been proven. If you really want to win bad enough and if time is ticking, such as everybody in Jerry Jones says. We'll get more into that when we get back. We've got some other things to get to. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dosecchi's Get a Dose. We are broadcasting here from the Maestro DeBell Tequila Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producer, spin the one and twos. We'll be back. Texas summers can get hot, but now they're blazing with the new Zing Zang Blazing Bloody Mary Mix. The latest addition to the Zing Zang lineup brings the same great, bold, and delicious taste that you already know, only much hotter. Shake things up with Zing Zang Blazing Bloody Mary Mix made with premium ingredients and crafted for a bold and savory taste, whether with your favorite vodka or with the pre-mixed ready-to-drink cans. Zing Zang, America's favorite Bloody Mary and an official sponsor of the sports grind. Please Zing Zang responsibly. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor of the sports grind. Are you moving around the greater San Antonio area? Choose the storage experts. Tiger Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving an office or the whole family, Tiger Moving and Storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient, prompt, and cost-effective service. To learn more and to secure your portable storage container today, go to ChooseTiger.com. Tiger Moving and Storage, official sponsor of the sports grind. Myself, let me put it to the side. Mama had to cater for the coop that we rode at the school on the way to pot pies. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producing, spinning the one and twos. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Specs. All right, if you're looking to check out what's the latest new products coming in, or you already know what they have, but you just want to deliver straight to your doorstep, don't forget about SpecsOnline.com because the fun starts here. That is Specs, official sponsor of the Sports Grind and official partner of those Dallas Cowboys. So, yeah, so speaking of the uh, Dallas Cowboys, 
Well, we've got some reaction coming in already on our Facebook live feed. Let's go to the public and see what they have to say. Joshua Medina is checking in. Uh, there is no reason for Cowboy fans to put one ounce of passion into next season. We have a lame duck coach who will fail again with bad clock management, no discipline for terrible penalties, zero adjustments, and fake hustle in the regular season. Diehards need a money strike and stop investing in tickets and merch until Jerry's gone. Is that only language? He that's the only language he understands. Um, yeah, but I just feel like it's too late for that. You know, uh, it. You know, if there was a big mutiny in regards to in that area with ticket season holders or something like that, maybe. But I don't. I mean, I just don't see it. I mean, because the the brand is, and I'm not saying that's not a good message, Joshua. And I'm not saying that's you're right by saying that. But the reality of it is, I think the brand has gotten too big to where. There's a lot of people in that area and across the country that are just addicted to the Dallas Cowboys. They've become like they have they're almost borderline have become the Chicago Cubs in the 80s. And really even some of the 90s. They win. Now, the granted is those Chicago Cubs team were losing. They weren't making the postseason. So I'm not comparing it with that. I mean, Dallas it does have winning records, you know, under Jerry. They've had winning records under Mike McCarthy. But the losing aspect of the postseason, the lack of postseason success is where it counts. And what I say about the Cubs is because the fan base and the reason why I think it's a little too late is because part of the fan base has come into, you know, they have succumbed to the the trolling. Like it's almost from not the fact of it is, is that, you know, we're going to be diehards and I want my team to see them win a six Lombardi or whatever it is. It's the fact that they want to they're not all I'm not saying all Cowboys, but there's a portion of Dallas fans that have been almost embraced or come norm to. Well, hey, we know y'all going to talk about us either way. Y'all going to y'all going to treat us, you know, you know, reach out to us and troll us anyway. Y'all still talking about us. Oh, you still them boys just checking. There's a part of Bay. That's why I said with the Cubs and they, it was all about going out and singing the seventh inning stretch with Harry Carey and getting drunk in the outfield. It became a tourist attraction. Because there's so much losing that had been going on. So it's so much disappointment that's been going on since the Super Bowl years. There's a portion of this fan base that some of them that are close to my age, some of them that are younger, that have bought into this. And this is what you see with losing franchises. Now, Dallas overall is not a losing franchise. But for the most part of where they're trying to go, it's a disappointment. I, I can't imagine what it feels like to be that invested into a team where nothing is really going to change because it can't change at top until he's gone. And it, it and this and, and I told y'all when we came in here on Tuesday and we were talking about this and we were talking about, well, who's going to interview? Will he get this? What's the chance? And I told y'all then when everybody was screaming, oh, it's it. He's gone. I said, there's a chance that Jerry's going to stay packed. Because Jerry has a tendency, just like going through like four or five years of eight and eight with Jason Garrett, when everybody wanted them to fire Garrett, he didn't do it until it just came to the point where like, you know what, there's another guy that I can basically sit there and easy to probably work with. I'll go get Mike McCarthy. So that's why I knew that there's no way in hell that a Bill Belichick and nobody's ever working for him. 
and he's never going to really try because that's not because again and what and what's so sad about it is you know and i bet you a dollar to a donut and i know this what it comes down to because you got to look at all the evidence you got to go back to the demise of the jimmy johnson and jerry jones relationship you got to know what's taking place you got to know what type of players have gone there and the truth of the matter is it all comes down to like i said on tuesday and monday or tuesday and i said it last week he wants the credit He's going to go to the grave and trying to get this six Lombardi trophy for the organization his way. And if it doesn't happen, at least he can hang on that he feels like he got three of them his way because he made the decision to hire Jimmy Johnson. And as the owner, I'm all about as the owner, you get a right to do what you want to do. But don't sit there and tell us that it's really about times running out and it's really about winning the Super Bowl. I'll do anything. I mean, five years ago, he went on the record and said, I'll do anything for a Super Bowl. This proves that it's a lie. Mentiroso. That's what he is. It's lies. And I can't fathom. I don't even wish this on my worst Dallas Cowboy enemy. And I can't stand the franchise. But part of me just feels like, damn, that sucks. That sucks. I'll take missing the playoffs 10 to 12 years in a row. As long as I see the organization of the team that I have rootness in, they're trying. They're doing things different. They're spending the money. And part of the reason, like, he's not spending money for coaches like that. He, he has never believed in spending big money for coaches. That's why I never bought him the Bill Belichick, didn't buy him the Harbaugh because he ain't paying that freight for one. There's a multiple different reasons. He don't want to pay the money for them. He's not going to get the credit, and he still wants that. He's not giving up any that he can't have say-so in any type of football personnel, roster, moves, cuts. They're going to run it back. They lost to – this is the youngest team in NFL history to win a playoff game and the Green Bay Packers. For the record, the Dallas Cowboys were the second youngest team in this year's playoffs. Okay. And what does that say? Just the youth point, I feel, is almost moot. No, it's not. That and, and this team and if you and a nucleus of this team was in the playoffs last year. Speaking of the Cowboys, Jordan Love ain't started no playoff game before. Those those those, so those that comes were to experience, not to age. Same thing, Jonas. It's the same thing. Age, if the lack of age and experience is the same thing. They lost to a youngest team in the NFL history to win a playoff game, and that stat is for a reason. Because youth and age, when you get to the playoffs, you, that's not supposed to happen. Dallas was the number two seed, man. Green Bay was seven. Like, stop with the excuses. Stop with fumbling. Well, this age, uh, that age is the, they're the second. So, this team ain't even been the, their head coach coached in two NFC championship games. Jordan Love didn't even look like he could be the future basically in October and maybe September and October. It's the same thing. They're going to run. There's no other professional team that I can think of that would have the expectations, have the winning history, and basically have that type of embarrassment. This wasn't a 17 to 14 football game. I could see maybe if this is a situation where it's like, damn, you know what? We were winning, we fumbled the snap, and we made a mistake, and we lost. We were this close. This was a beatdown. This was seven over two. 
And a bunch of these guys that's never been there. Now, Aaron Jones has been in the playoff game before. But when you talk about the quarterback and these young receivers, no, man. No. And and I can't think of any other professional team that's going to run it back. They're going to run it back. The only change on this team is going on the coaching staff is going to be by default. And if that's Dan Quinn gets one of these jobs, and I don't know if I see that coming, if that's going to happen. I don't think, in my personal opinion, I don't think Dan Quinn is head coaching material. I really don't. His best season in Atlanta, he had Kyle Shanahan on the sideline. It's almost the same thing where you look at what could be, you know, developing in Philly with Sirianni. Maybe the collapse and maybe everything, despite of A.J. Brown and everything, which I think has a factor. Maybe it's just the fact that the reason why they were so good is because you had you had uh, Steichen and Gannon on your sideline. And they could control their unit and they could control whatever type of personality problems in the locker room or, you know, one week AJ feels like he wasn't enough in the game plan. Maybe Steichen was the one that's keeping that. So my point is, is that, you know, it's one of those situations where coaching matters in the league. I don't think Mike McCarthy is a just a terrible coach. But if you're serious about winning the Super Bowl and that's what you tell the fans but you had an opportunity to make a change with this type of free agents of coaching and the resource and the money elected not to do that. Let's see who else we got checking in on uh, Facebook live. Who was up next? Let's go to, is it Shelby? Uh, Shelby uh, Shelby says, Kyle, I'm going to give you your flowers. You called it. Jerry's never going to change. Don't sell yourself short. You probably know more football than Jerry himself. I won't say I know more football than Jerry himself because I changed tack bracket with all himself and be wrong and everybody hate me too. But the reality of it is, is that I just, it's not so much that I know more football than Jerry uh, Shelby. It's that I know the NFL. And I do believe if you watch as much as I have and you're going and you're on the age of 46, 47, I don't know everything. But this is this the NFL has been part of my life since I was seven years old. And I started paying attention to it business wise, how it was run at the age of 12. So I've gone through different cycles where I can know certain certain owners and certain teams, dude, that's just what it is. And when and the older I get and understand business, I understand how that works. That's why Jerry was at Bill Belichick. I don't even Bill Belichick is interviewing twice. He's on his second. Now, reports are coming out that he's on his second interview with Atlanta. And I really feel like it's Bill interviewing Atlanta. <laughs> like, I mean, Bill's doing the interview. I mean, all these for any what does Bill have to say? Like, oh, Bill is doing the interviews. The reason why I bring up Atlanta, you know why Bill's going back for a second interview with Atlanta? Because of Arthur Blank and ownership. That's what it's about. Sean Payton didn't leave Fox because of Russell Wilson. He didn't choose the Denver Broncos job because of Russell Wilson. He chose it because of the ownership group and the resources and how serious they sold him that he was, they were serious about winning. And the Pinner group has done everything since day one of owning that team and putting their money and their resources behind where their mouth is that they're serious about eventually trying to get Denver back to their winning ways. That's why Sean took the job. And that's why a lot of these coaches, especially the accomplished coach. Now, if you're a young coordinator, you know, if you're like a Steichen, a Gannon, uh, you know, some of these young guys, a Johnson for Detroit. If you're some of these young guys that don't have skin, there's only 32 jobs. You can't be that picky. 
You you can't be that like selective. But the guys that got skins on the wall that are established, they ain't touching Jerry or Dallas with a 10 foot pole. Because what's the use of getting on a bird, flying all the way down to Dallas to do this interview when I know when it comes down to what say of roster decisions, game day, training staff, what we're gonna do, that's gonna be a mute point. Jerry's going to put that out in the in the top of the interview with anybody. Hey, these, these, this is coming that I'm going to control. This is what I control. But what else would you like? Like, I flew down here for this. This is what it is. Joe Garcia is checking in. I'm a lifelong Cowboys fan and tired of this team losing in the biggest games. I don't believe Dak and McCarthy will carry this team to nothing more than another 12-5 and five season. Time to root for another team and have the Cowboys as my Sancho team. Now, that's something that I can't condone. I, I just don't. I mean, I feel like if you're a diehard fan of a team and whatever, and especially, you know, if you put a diehard in 15, 20 years, whatever, I think, in my opinion, everybody's each his own. You, you, you got to ride it out. To me, that's part of the that's part of the, the enjoyment is riding out the, 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 the down times. I've always preached that on this airway. It's it's not now. If you're just a fan of the NFL and you say, "Hey, man, I like that quarterback. I'm a root for that team," and then he switches, and oh, I'm a fan of that. That's cool. That's not a fan. That's not a really diehard fan to me. You know, and it stays as your side piece, huh? And it, and it stays as your side piece. It doesn't take the place. I don't even think you. I, I don't even believe in the side piece stuff. If you're a diehard fan, what? No, I don't. I mean, you can have personal players that you root for, but there's no. I mean, I told my own brother this because I mean, forever when I was growing, he was a 49er fan, and all of a sudden in his adult years, he started liking the Dallas. I'm like, how is that even possible? That no. If you're a diehard team, I I love the NFL. I love the Shield. I can't put anything on my body. That ain't blue and orange or have that logo. Well, nobody's asking you to wear another uh, team. But, 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 but I don't even think how you can root for another team. I'm like pulling, you can I'm root pulling for, for the Texans in the playoffs. Well, I'll that's, I mean, you can, but you can sit there and say, hey, uh, well, I've got ties to Texas. That's the team that bounced my team. But, right. But I don't subscribe to that. I, I Like, you can. It's a free country. You do what you want. But, I, of course, you can sit there. If, if you got interest, if you got a bet with somebody, if you like a player, like, okay, well, I'd rather see them go along. But sitting there with pom-poms out, that's weak. That that's weak sauce. Then you ain't a diehard team of your team, and don't and I don't subscribe. I tell AC all the time, and that's why all of a sudden the Texans because your team like now. Oh well, the Texans. You saying that because they knocked? I can't stand that. Don't root for that team because they knocked your team out. So then therefore you can justify. You see, man, we lost to the venture kill. We lost with that. I would say something, but in this time we can't say that. That that is weak sauce, man. For the record, that's not why I'm playing. I get it. I just feel like if you're a diehard, some it, it, it stick it out. Don't try to coattail on somebody's success. That's a life lesson. There's a lot of people that coattail and ride on and hop around from here to here and ride on other people's success. That's weak. It shows you weak individuals that can't make a path for themselves. I'm not saying that you are that, Jonas, but I'm just making that's a life. That's in life. That's where I equate that to in regards to like, well, it's my team. Like, look, dude, I'm old enough to have been through some lean years with that orange or blue. Embarrassment. Josh McDaniel, Tim Tebow. I had to sit through Tim Tebow, man. Do you know how hard that was for me? Even though they were winning, I'm like, dude, this guy, I'm sorry, Brian Dawkins. I, I mean, I know you're not kneeling, you're not praying. I know y'all don't get no credit, but here's Tim. This is the machine. He's going to get a credit. Like, oh, he just, that's why when Elway came, this, it's still one of the best moves in Elway's career. When he came in, and it was, y'all got to understand, this was a Tebow mania. He just looked at it. Even the Pittsburgh overtime, oh, yeah. 
Where's that plane? Where we got to go meet him in Tennessee? Where, where does Peyton want to meet? Just put a grenade in. And I said, there you go. Because you ain't going to win nowhere with that. I, so I've been through some tough, tough years, but I've never – I, it might have slipped my. I think, like I think I've said this before, the Josh McDaniel situation, the Brandon Marshall and the Jay Cutler thing, and that situation after there, I would say that's the closest I even crossed my mind. I'm like, dude, I can't do this because I thought I was like I can't even fathom. I'm too invested emotionally in this team, and that was back before I got in this business. The Josh McDaniel situation. You don't. I think it was. Team. You can love <clears throat> football. Quick question here for you. Mm-hmm. So in PGA. The players have pushed for more representation to make sure they're treated fairly on the on the advisory board, right? You know, that's that's something that went down with the whole tour live and the aftermath. Now we have Tiger Woods and the players having more of a voice and more of a vote. At what point because this this just really comes back to a drum I've been beating for years. In that there's got to be uh, owners have to be held accountable to the cities that they're a part of. You can pick up and, and, and pack the Mayflower truck and move town, whatever. But even if you go to a new town, there's got to be accountability. Is there a way that the NFL could regulate and say, you've got to have a, a representative from the city on your board? Or from, like, like take all, like, there, there's, there's Dallas Cowboy fan clubs in every state across the country. Let the fans pick a representative. Because right now, this really feels like, and I'm not going to, this feels like team ownership without representation of the fans. No, I mean, that's a, but Joris, that's a, first of all, give me playoffs or give me death. No, no, I mean, that's fantasy world. I mean, what other world of business? The only way that I could even concede that as being some possibility, like, yeah, if it's, if it's a, if it's a Green Bay Packers situation, if it's funded by the city. If it's a city-owned team, you're not gonna. Well, could Jerry, could could, could, ever, no. could the NFL say that every team has to open up ten percent of ownership to the fans? No, why? If I, because you know what? Because when I'm Jerry Jones and I took my family's life investment of a hundred million dollars that I basically accumulated through oil wealth, ain't no ain't ten percent. The Cowboys losing a million dollars a month, ain't no ten or twenty percent of fans wanted in on that time. Well, because because so, Medina's no, protest, I'm with no. them. Don't buy tickets, don't buy merch, no, everything that, like that's that. That's fine. That's but but no. but, but it, that, that's a drop in the bucket oh, jerry doesn't care no the owners don't care dude you can't even, man we can't even regulate nil and the nca and then you want to basically split up a 32 teams each ownership group of the city got 10 percent. stop it jonas man you live in a world that i'm not familiar with but anyway all right man when we get back we'll get to more some more nfl news get more of your reaction on facebook live you listen to the sports grind we are broadcasting here from the maestro de bell tequila studios calvin casey jonas clark producing spin the one and twos we'll be back When life sounds too much like this. It's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos Equis Lager. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. Maestro Dobel Tequila was born from 11 generations of tequila-making legacy. It is sourced from a single estate in the volcanic lowlands of Jalisco, Mexico, using the finest 100% blue agave. 
Double distilled and aged in European white oak barrels, Maestro Dobel's commitment to innovation isn't only to discover new ways of distilling and aging, it's about elevating and crafting a superior tequila that is the essence of mastery. Maestro Dobel is the official tequila of the PGA Tour and an official sponsor of the sports grind. Please drink responsibly. It's time to warm up that scoreboard and get ready to bring home the win with Specs. Specs has you covered with lower prices on all your favorite fan fuel. From craft beer, rare spirits and world-class wine to chips, dips and gourmet finer foods. And with same-day delivery when you order online or through the app, Specs is your MVP for the biggest score of the game. At Specs, the fun starts here. Here's to you, cheers to savings. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to Specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind.